I wanted to do an advert for Anchor. This is the app that I'm actually using to do every episode of Analogy of the Sun. It's super freaking easy. Uh, it's also free. So couldn't get any better than that. If I can use this and I'm able to like put stuff on Spotify and all that, then you definitely can. If you've ever thought of just having a podcast for fun, like what I'm doing, then I would definitely suggest that you download Anchor now and they actually will upload it to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and things of that nature or those type of apps for you. Again, it's completely free. There's no minimum listenership that you have to have. Everything you need in one place to make a podcast. It is amazing. So if you've ever thought about having a podcast at all, just for fun, or possibly to add to your work or your business, then please go ahead and download Anchor today. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of the Sun podcast. I did just post something kind of short earlier. I just wanted to kind of get that out real quick before I forgot about it. And you'll probably notice that my podcast might be a lot like that. Like kind of there's post-its, certain spots. Because if I don't, if I don't say something, if I don't tell someone something that I'm thinking about it, or if I don't, if I write it down, I'm going to lose it just because that's how I am. But if I don't tell someone when I'm thinking about something, like if I don't tell anyone or if I don't say it, I'll forget it. So you might notice that quite a bit. I wanted to kind of go over, I know I talked about, um, you know, I kind of went over skepticism and I kind of went over the whole, um, I did repost my first episode. I just said, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm just going to post it back and I'm not going to edit it or anything. You guys can just deal with the absurdity of how, you know, maybe my thoughts aren't as linear as they should be because I was so nervous. But, you know, speaking of absurdity, I wanted to kind of go more in depth of an actual philosopher today instead of in a philosophy. So I was thinking about doing uh, Spinoza because Spinoza's, you know, very near and dear to my my heart. But, um, you can read the article I did about him. I'll probably do something later on him. He's all philosophers. People in general are very complicated and philosophers probably have a little extra dash of craziness and being very eccentric and, you know, things of that nature. Well, it's people that are rich are eccentric. People that are poor are just mad. So Depending on the philosopher we're talking about, they could have been eccentric or they could have been just fucking batshit crazy. So that's, they're a little bit more complex than the average bear, you know? So it takes a lot to even look into them. And I could probably, some of these philosophers, you could, I could sit here and fucking study them for days and I still would not be able to tell you everything I would want to tell you in a nice, you know, package, you know, everything's all tight together and everything's all wrapped up in a bow. Like it's just not going to happen. It would have to be several episodes, which I'm going to really try my best to not do that shit to you guys. Because I think once you get past like 25 minutes of talking with someone or to someone about one topic, you just, your, your eyes glaze over, your mind goes blank and you just 
completely zone out and probably don't even hear the last five minutes anyway. So I wanted to go over Albert Camus because he is one of my, I have a lot of favorites. I'm going to say favorite a lot because philosophy is my shit. I love it so much. It's just, it's, it's right up there with psychology is right up there with philosophy, but philosophy is definitely a number one for me. It is an amazing fucking thing. And I will never say that enough. You'll never hear me say that too much or too little, honestly. I mean, I'll, I'll just, I will always say how much I love it. So I wanted to kind of discuss Albert Camus today and just a couple things that he has, he did during his really kind of rather short life. He only lived to be 46, which is, um, it's not, I mean, he wasn't, <clears throat> he liked to have fun. He liked to party, drink, he drank a lot and smoked a lot, but he actually died from, um, in a car accident and he, um, actually had an autobiography he had written in it was he had started it it wasn't finished yet in the in the uh, car so we could have an autobiography right now but that did not happen for whatever reason if you believe things happen for a reason I personally don't necessarily believe that it just his friend probably didn't uh, see what was coming their way and that's why they got into a car accident so he actually was born in Algeria Algiers and um, he would later on move to France and he was from a working class family they were his mom was a maid and his dad had actually died in World War One his dad left him or his dad went missing when he was only a few weeks old so he really never had a whole lot going on in his life at all and he kind of tried to make up for that. If you've ever seen pictures of Albert Camus, I will try to put Albert Camus. I will try to put a picture, uh, if it'll let me on this episode, I don't know if it'll let me do that, but I will definitely put one up. I just opened, I just started a website today. So everything's in one place. The link to the podcast, the link to the newsletter, uh, I actually start, I actually made two shirts today. I made one with the Matthew McConaughey, uh, picture on it. And then I made one with Anthony Bourdain, you know, flipping off, flipping the bird. And I thought that one was really badass. I actually might buy that one to, you know, as soon as I can, cause it's actually really pretty fucking cool. And you can change, I changed the picture of that Anthony one or the Tony one to where it's like a hue of green. It's pretty cool. I can change the color of it as well. Anyway. So I kind of wanted to get into Albert Camus was really big on absurdity and he was an existentialist, even though he hated being called an existentialist. So existentialism, if you do not know what existentialism is, it is essentially life has no purpose. Life has no meaning. And that's okay. That's essentially what it is. Like, yeah, life is like, it's the absurdity of life. Being able to grasp how fucking ridiculous our existence really is. And it is pretty fucking ridiculous. If you sit down and you think about The things that we do just in the 20 minutes of us getting up, it's absurd. It is absurd. It's pure absurdity. And also with existentialism, it's the, it's being okay with it. Like, yeah, it's fucking crazy. And I, we are just these little ants on this planet and we're just, we're rotating at so many miles of uh, an hour and we're just going through space around a ball of fire. It really is. If you break everything down, it is absurd. It's purely absurd, but 
we have to be okay with it. Well, you don't have to be okay with it. There is a, there is a reason why they do call it an existential crisis because you do realize at some point in your life, whether it be very young or middle-aged or sometimes maybe people don't reach that until they get very old, you do realize what the fuck is this about? Like what? So I was born first. I was not asked by the way. I was not given an opinion on this shit too. So I was born to, to work, to get money so I can buy food and put it in my home. And then I have to cook it. And then I have to pay for the electricity and then I have to pay for the house. But then even after the house is paid for, then I still have to pay for fucking taxes. So what is this? What my life is, this is what my life is. So there is a writing that he had. It's a, it's a, a story he did, which was the myth of Sisyphus. And I think this is probably one of his most favorite or famous that in the plague, the plague, Honestly, if you have not read The Plague by Albert, Albert Camus, I would get that at, as soon as possible because it is essentially like he was, he had studied all the plagues in history because you can read that book now and I've, I've, uh, I've kind of skimmed through it again during this whole um, quarantine bullshit and the coronavirus and all this. It's insane. I mean, it's like he had a time machine. Or he could read people's fucking minds. It, it is crazy. And because I'm sure with every plague, because you can call it a plague. I mean, it's it's a pandemic or whatever. But I'm, everything, it's exactly the same. And that's par- partially part of his book is saying, you know, we all go through this turmoil and this stress. And what happens? As soon as it's gone, it's like we completely forget about it. And we go back to doing the same shit we were doing before. That's just as dangerous and is not helping anyone or protecting anybody. And then it's going to happen all over again because that's what happens. Plagues come and go. They're going to keep coming and going until the end of time. That's just how shit works. And then when it happens, we seem so surprised by it. Like you just, you're, you're flying high. Even if you're depressed, you're still like doing your thing and in your routine. And when people start dying and things get serious, it's like a slap in the face, even though you know that life is not permanent anyways. You know that death is part of is a part of life. We just are one of the civilizations, one of the cultures that doesn't like to necessarily say that out loud for whatever reason. So the myth of Sisyphus is essentially the whole idea of this is to imagine Sisyphus happy. If you don't know the story of Sisyphus, it is a Roman. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a Roman myth. It's a Roman myth essentially. So it's or Greek myth. I'm sorry. So it's this man who was damned to all eternity by Zeus, I believe it was Zeus, to roll a rock up a hill. And once he gets up to the hill, I think everyone knows this story. Once he gets up the hill, the rock rolls back or boulder rolls back down. So then he's got to walk all the way back down and it's up and down for all eternity. So his whole thing was, you need to imagine Sisyphus happy. Imagine him smiling because that is your life. That is everyone's fucking life. Everyone's life is so monotonous and it is fucking mind numbing at times where it's the, you know, groundhog day bullshit of get up, you know, get dressed, go to work, have the same lunch, get off work at the same, about the same time, you know, take the same way home, get home around the same time, eat, you know, eat around the same type of dinner, watch the same type of shows, go to bed around the same time, 
you know, wake up and do the same shit all over, you know, wash and repeat every day. And that can get to be very mind numbing. Like I said, it's very mind numbing. You don't feel like you're doing anything in the world. You don't feel like this is what you were born to do. Uh, I don't know if anyone was born to really do anything. I think, but I think that there's something to be said for being fulfilled. And if you can't get fulfillment in the way that you would like, then at least trying to find the little sparks of, of light that you can during that time, you know, if Sisyphus is rolling the rock or the boulder up the hill and he sees a nice flower or he sees a rainbow or whatever, it's those 20 seconds that it's not, doesn't seem like a lot, but it can definitely, it's better to smile for 20 seconds than to not smile at all during the day. It's a little something, right? It's not a lot, but it's a little. And so I really just wanted to go over that just a little bit. Like I said, this one's not going to be a real long one. I could go into Albert Camus for a long time. Like he was good friends with um, Jean-Paul Sartre, but they did have a falling out. He was also another existentialist. He was more, I would say, more nihilistic than, um, which nihilism and existentialism can kind of go hand in hand at times, not all the time. But nihilism tends to be a little bit on the bleaker side of things like existentialism. I mean, you can still be somewhat of a, of a realist when it comes to existentialism, but nihilism, you can still be a realist, but most people tend to go on the side of, you know, hell is other people, which does come from Sartre as well. So his whole thing was, you know, there is, um, nothing worse than going in, um, with bad faith. Like there's nothing worse in life than getting your hopes up and getting your dreams up and doing all these things just to be let down again. And I do agree. I, I, like I talked about before with pessimism on the other, uh, on my quote unquote first episode, there's nothing wrong with being pessimistic. And I think that we've taken even nihilism. If you don't know the word, you probably have heard it. And so it does come with a very negative, you know, a negative connotation and negative, um, history, which there really is no negative history. It's just people we've kind of got into this. We're we're slowly getting out of it now, but we've kind of got into this idea as a civilization that we have to be happy all the time, which is fucking dangerous. You can't be happy all the time. And why the hell would you want to be? I mean, there's something to be said for having a range of emotions. First of all, it's healthy because if you're masking anger, it's going to come out worse later. That's when people snap. That's when like, have you ever watched snapped on, um, oxygen where those wives just kill their husbands because they just fucking, they've had it. They snap. They just can't do it no more. If you keep stuffing all that anger and stuff and it turns into resentment and resentment turns into this huge rock that you carry around with you. And it it's once things turn into resentment, resentment is very hard to get rid of. It is very hard. It's like a stain in your brain. You just, it's so hard to get rid of it. So it's good to talk about things. It's good to be realistic, not overly optimistic. And I mean, it does like, there is a term called toxic positivity, which I believe I kind of touched on before. It is the, you're, you know, you wake up in the morning and you decide how you want to feel. I believe I said this before too. That's not, it's not that simple. 
It's life is not that simple and it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be upset for a day. It's okay to be upset for several days. It's okay. But once it starts getting into destructive, you don't want to leave the bed. You don't want to shower. You're thinking of suicidal. You have suicidal tendencies or suicidal thoughts or, um, you know, kind of realizations. And that's when we might need to go see somebody, go talk to somebody. Um, but for some reason, our civilization, or at least our culture, has gotten on this kick with, I think maybe it came with the new age self-help bullshit of, you know, we can all, we can all be happy. We can all get to where we need to get going. And, and it seems like then it was more antidepressants and more anti-anxiety pills, which has just ruined a lot of people's brains to begin with. And there's something, there's something about just stuffing stuff down trying to mask it with a pill, trying to mask it with a book, a Tony Robbins seminar, which he has just become evil as fuck. And so it's just, I think he's always been really crooked anyways, but I don't trust self-help people, but I just, there's something to be said for being able to sit in the app, like a, the absolute absurdity of the day and be like, well, this is fucking peachy keen like this is great like it's just you have to be able to roll with it and I think that when people say you know good vibes only I I think it's because they're having hard times themselves forming a positive thought and so they want to like it's like you say it and you'll be it they want to like put it out into the atmosphere but it's not it's not healthy to want to be happy all the time and and how would you even appreciate being happy if you were never sad You know what I mean? How would you know, how would you appreciate a laugh if you never cried? You have to have, it comes good with the bad, light and the dark. You can't just have mediocrity all the time. I mean, you have to have some kind of something. I don't know. I don't, I think I would rather have a, I would rather have extreme highs and lows than to live in the gray zone of nothing but just a smirk all day long and just kind of like walking around like, you know, <clears throat> Batman, when uh Joker gasses everybody and they're kind of just walking around with a smile on their face. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Like that's ridiculous. You know, it's when you see those people or, you know, those people, you, everyone knows that one person that they've either known all their life or they've known at work or they've known for, through friends or at church or something that is just way overly positive all the time. Like every time you see them, they're always laughing. They're always smiling. They're always just up, 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 up. And there have been times where I, I know those people. And I'm like, I wonder if they go home and just shut the door and then just cry all night. Because if you're that peppy and you're that happy and you're smiley every single fucking day, you know, they've got to break down when they get home. You got to. So I just want to do a small one real quick. I, uh, I had two f- really good friends of mine want, they requested that I do a podcast about Tim Curry. So I'm trying to get that together. I'm just kind of touch on a couple things with him because that is like my two friends, someone that like David Bowie, I found out who he was when I was very young and I think he's part of him and David Bowie are part of the reasons why I always liked the macabre part of life because one of the first, he was either a, he was a grand wizard and the worst witch was the first thing I saw of him and then legend. And he was Satan for fuck's sake. 
Um, he was a very attractive Satan, I must say. And then David Bowie was fucking Jareth, who was the bad guy, a very sexy bad guy in very tight pants. So I blame them for making me like the bad boys and really thick British accents. But um, anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and get off here. And if you guys have any requests for anything, please let me know. I hope that kind of helps someone today just to realize that you don't have to be strong all the fucking time. Like Albert Camus said, I mean, the absurdity is there in life. You just have to put a word to it. It's there. You're not acknowledging it. It's not going to make it go away. Life is fucking absurd. It's absurd. And once we can start to realize that and vocalize it and then start to, you probably will never be able to rationalize it, but and then laugh at it or at least kind of scoff at it or chuckle because that's all you can really do. Cause if you don't chuckle, I'm not saying walk around like, you know, some chick with this, like I was talking about the chick that has a smile on her face all the time. And she's always like, up, 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 up. Like, you know, someone's got a case of the Mondays bullshit. No, I'm not talking about that. Just when something stupid happens, like your coffee dumps on your lap, you're like, huh, yeah, that's a, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> so just do that. Just sarcasm can get you a long way in life. I've realized. So I hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Like I said before, and I'm going to try to put that Tim Curry out one, that out one, one out either late tonight or it probably will be Monday or Sunday. And I'm going to try to get another article out too as well. I know I said I was going to try to do two or three articles a week and I was not feeling very good at the beginning of this week. So I did not get another article out. So I'm going to try to do that. And that one is going to be on Albert Camus as well. And I will go more into detail about his life and his, um, uh, interesting trysts with certain females and then also his fight and his uh, his friendship actually collapsing with uh, Jean-Paul Sartre. So I will get into that and I hope I talk to you guys soon. Make sure you comment. Also, I'm on uh, Apple uh, Podcasts now, so please uh, write a review for me. I really appreciate it. Ciao.